We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, which is proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of KCSN Update, your daily Chiefs podcast and video from us here at KCSN. It's the headlines, rumors, stories, and stats people are talking about to get you through the day and caught up with all things Chiefs. Different guests each week with different perspectives. The latest episode of KCSN Update, proudly presented by DraftKings, begins now. What's up, everybody? I'm BJ Kissel. This is KCSN Update, our daily chief show and podcast here at KC Sports Network. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are going to soon be joined by the prince of NFL analytics content, Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus. Going to talk a little bit about Chiefs and Eagles looking forward to the Super Bowl. No, we've got a lot of time before then, but if you're anything like me, Chiefs fans cannot wait. For this game. So we're going to start that dialogue here today on KCS and update. But before we bring on Trevor, you know the deal. We're going to get a quick word from our friends over at DraftKings. The stage is set and we're counting down to the battle in Arizona. There's no better way to get ready for NFL action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your Super Bowl 57 winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. It's the Chiefs, it's the Eagles, it's Andy Reid, it's the Kelsey Bowl, Kelsey Brothers Bowl. This is going to be an amazing Super Bowl. Can't wait for this entire week and all the stories and content that's coming out. But make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code KCSN. New customers can bet $5 on Super Bowl 57 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code KCSN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. All right, let's welcome on Trevor Sikama from Pro Football Focus, coming to us from the Senior Bowl down in Mobile, Alabama. We appreciate you for making some time for us, Trevor. How are things down there uh, in Mobile? Oh, they're great. As you can see, you know, I'm at the practice field. You know, we got some action going on behind me, and, you know, it's just a beautiful scene down. No, obviously, I'm in my hotel room, but this is right before uh, we got day three practices coming up, so I'm very, very excited about that. But it's been a great week down in Mobile. It always is here at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I get to look at some uh, some great college football players that are going to turn into NFL players when you turn the page to the NFL draft. But for your audience, that's not quite yet, right? We got one more game to talk about, so I know that people are going to look forward to that, too. 
Yeah, we just told, I mean, they knew we just spent the last week in Las Vegas at the East West Shrine Bowl, very similar uh, deal to the Senior Bowl there, gathering all that draft content that we won't use for a few weeks. We're going to hold on to it for Chiefs fans, but uh, but we recorded it in a way that, uh, that didn't date it uh, and should have some good draft content for our audience here as we get closer to the draft. And hopefully the Chiefs getting a Super Bowl win, and that's what I want to talk to you about today. Chiefs and Eagles. Get your quick thoughts on the conference championship matchups and uh, the Super Bowl matchup that we have here. Selfishly, this is the one that I wanted because the Kelsey Brothers Bowl, the Andy right. Reid, the Andy Reid connections, obviously. Uh, and I just felt like, you know, from my bias point of view, I thought it was the two best teams uh, for the season. So uh, what were your thoughts on how it all played out? Playoffs did its job. Uh, that's that's really what I think. These are the two best teams. I think they've been the two best teams the whole time. I mean, certainly there have been some ups and downs. That's not to say that these teams have been perfect along the way, but it's such a grueling NFL season. There's so many different matchups. There's so many different things that you have to overcome. There's uh, such an ebb and flow of the season that these teams were the ones that almost survived what was in front of them. And I know like strength, the schedule goes into it, what division they're in, conferences, certainly all those things go into it. But at the end of the day, Eagles were the best team in the NFC. Chiefs were the best team in the NFC. We get these two teams facing off in the Super Bowl, and that's that's all you could want, right? I love the fact. And look, I was a little bit of an Eagles doubter going into the playoffs because they had one of the easier strength to schedule going into, yeah. going into the playoffs. The quarterbacks that they have faced throughout this season – haven't exactly been the best quarterbacks in the NFL. And so you say, okay, yeah, like good team. They're taking care of who's on their schedule. They can't really do anything about that. But when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to these better teams, are they going to be uh, that dominant juggernaut throughout the NFC playoffs and getting to the Super Bowl? Uh, They absolutely were. And and I even think, I know that Brock Purdy getting hurt and all that kind of goes into the final score of what we saw in the NFC Championship game. But I still thought the Eagles were the better team. You know, certainly from what we saw against the Giants as well. And they are firing on all cylinders. Whatever the ceiling of this Eagles team is, I think the Chiefs are going to get it on Super Bowl Sunday. And I also feel the same way with the Eagles versus Kansas City, right? Kansas City, the fact that they were playing Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game, that team that had beat them three times in a row, the team that matched up really well against them, the team that had played them so close over the last couple of times, and they came out and they were able to get that victory in emphatic fashion the way that they um, were able to cap that off at the very end there. That, to me, means that I think Kansas City is playing as good as they possibly can going into this game. So it's the best two teams, and I really do feel like they are close to their peaks as we get to Super Bowl Sunday. So I'm just really excited uh, about this matchup that we have here. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing with the Eagles. Um, there's going to be some people that point out the strength of schedule. Already kind of seen that. Ken Swanson and our, on our network has said that. But uh, it's a little different because there was so much animosity. There's so much trash talk between the Chiefs and Bengals. I got nothing with the Eagles. I like the Eagles. I got no reason. You're right. Like, it's, gonna be a, it's a completely different mindset. As a fan, you know, people have nothing, uh, no, no say in it. I uh, can't do anything about it. But it was just – it was so – different with the Bengals now looking forward to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying it's like taking a step back because it's the Super Bowl, but there was so much more to that Bengals matchup. But uh, yeah, as the Chiefs look forward, I love the way they're playing. They just got to get healthy. Uh, They got so banged up in that game that the injury report that comes out next Wednesday is going to be the most important injury report. Uh, Chiefs fancy, you want to see those guys like Juju um, and Kadarius Tony. You hope to see those guys out on the field, we should say. And 
Uh, they did the, you know, what would have happened. Those like strange injury reports that they have to put out uh, that mm. Willie Gay would have practiced, which is a good sign for one of the guys who was banged up in that game. But Trevor, let's get into your key matchups again. We've got a little bit of time. We're going to break this down. We're going to talk with you next week again. But um, as you sit here today and look at this matchup between the Chiefs and Eagles, what's the first matchup that stands out to you? So I'll probably dive into more of like the schematic things, how you know the Chiefs might line up with different personnel, how they might go mm-hmm. up against certain down and distances, all that. I'll kind of get into more of that next week, more of the situational stuff. But I wanted to kind of focus on some player performances, especially coming off the championship game and how that could be some momentum for them going into the Super Bowl. You got to start with Chris Jones, right? Because mm-hmm. he has yet another unbelievable game. Uh, when Jim Nance said on the broadcast that that was Chris Jones' first sack, of his postseason career, I literally said out loud, liar. Like, there's no way that's true. And I looked it up right on the spot, and sure enough, obviously, Jim would never uh, stray us in the wrong direction, and he was right. But you just look at how dominant Chris Jones has been throughout his entire career. Uh, The fact that he had never gotten a sack before uh, was astounding, especially because of how many pressures he has accumulated throughout his postseason career. So um, he, he is obviously the dominant force for the Chiefs, a defensive player of the year candidate, and he's going up against a fantastic interior offensive line. Specifically, I would say Landon Dickerson, right? Landon Dickerson's the guard there. You know, he's going to get plenty of uh, Jason Kelsey as well. But just some numbers from Landon Dickerson because everybody knows that Jason Kelsey's a phenomenal center. But Landon Dickerson as well, the guard next to him, 85.5 overall grade in these playoffs, 80.9 run blocking grade, 77.8 pass blocking grade. Has not allowed a sack yet in this postseason and has only allowed two pressures. So Travis Kelsey's number is kind of the same, has not allowed a sack himself and uh, a lot of this is going to go into how they are going to game plan with Chris Jones if they're going to try to flip him to the other side uh, then yeah. maybe I think Kelsey probably leans over there a little bit but I really do feel like we're going to get plenty of one-on-one action with Landon Dickerson and Chris Jones because if they want to avoid those double teams I feel like the way to do it is you kind of have to go to their strength of where Landon Dickerson is and just bet that your guy's just going to beat him one-on-one. Dickerson's been fantastic. He was one of my favorite prospects coming out of the draft a couple of years ago from Alabama. I felt like he could be almost anywhere on the offensive line. I felt like he could have been a starter in the NFL level at tackle, at guard, at center. And so there's a, a lot to... There's a lot to say about him just being a damn good offensive lineman overall. And he's going up against a damn good defensive lineman overall. And, you know, Chris Jones' stats as well are fantastic. Chiefs fans have have heard a lot of praise about him, but I'll read them off again to you. Elite 91.6 grade this postseason from him. 89.0 pass rush grade. He has those two sacks. 16 total pressures already in the playoffs. It's wild. A 22.5 pass rush win rate. That's one of the best rates um, throughout the postseason, whether the teams are still in it or not. So that matchup between those two guys in the trenches is going to be huge because I think that we're going to get that one-on-one quite a bit in that game. And so when we do, whoever wins that one more often than not will have a big say in uh, in those little margins that could make all the difference in the world. Yeah, as you just brought that up, I thought about Landon Dickerson. He's one of those guys late in that game, uh, in the conference championship game against the Niners that went down with an injury. But he had it was a hyperextended uh, right elbow, and it looks like everybody's saying it's good news for him. So he's got mm-hmm. time uh, to get that right. These guys aren't going to miss the game. No, Lane Johnson is playing through a lot. So as good as <sighs> they've been in the trenches on both sides, I'm sure you'll get into that. It. That is going to be the matchup. It is going to be a lot of fun uh, to watch. What else do you have for us as far as a key matchup uh, that you're looking forward to as we sit here week and a half out uh, of the Super Bowl? Man, Chiefs pass rush has been good. 
Eagles pass rush has been better. Now, it's different competition, yeah. right? But I just I have to note how incredible the Eagles pass rush has been in so many different phases and so many different players. Hassan Reddick, holy cow. Elite, 93.2 pass rush grade just in this postseason. He has been an absolute menace the whole time. Javon Hargrave, also elite, 92.9 pass rush grade. Unbelievable. Brandon Graham, Milton Williams, you throw them into the mix as well. They've got pass rush grades above 75. This stat absolutely blew me away. Against the San Francisco 49ers, which is a good offensive line. Like This, this is a team that's re- that, that is good in the trenches. The Eagles had a 91.6 pass rush grade as a whole team. They had three sacks, 19 pressures, and an astounding 90.5% pass rush win rate. Someone was winning along that defensive front on 90% of their pass rush snaps. That's nuts. That is crazy success from the Eagles. So it is going to be a massive battle in the trenches. That's something that I'm also getting so hyped up about with this game is that that's really where a lot of the X factors are going to come from. And these are two great offensive lines. I know we've talked about some struggles with the tackles with the Chiefs, but the interior offensive line for them is fantastic. How they have been as a unit has been fantastic. How Patrick Mahomes has the chemistry to adjust protection, slide protection, know where the pressure is coming from. We talked about that last week, right? That being so important with his with his uh, ankle injury and just knowing where that pass rush was coming from. Eagles throw a lot of different stuff at you, but the Chiefs do as well. So Two great matchups in the trenches, so I had to flip over to the other side to recognize what the uh, Chiefs are going to have coming at them with that Eagles pass rush. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. There was a time in the middle of the season where people were talking about the Eagles' pass rush, and I went up. I knew Hassan Reddick is a player I loved coming out of Temple. I remember talking to him at the combine. Uh, it just 
when he went to Arizona, just felt like he didn't underachieve, but he wasn't performing the way that I had thought. And for all yeah. of us that love the draft, just absolutely love that dude, thought they'd move him around, do different things. And now that he's found a home, they're using him. I mean, obviously, then when you're surrounded by that kind of talent, it's different. But then when I saw I got Javar Hargrave, another player that I loved in the draft that year, and just, you knew how talented he was. And then all of a sudden, you're just like, oh, man, that's a problem. Like, they still have Brandon Graham. Like, yeah, is Fletcher Cox still there? Like, yeah, this, yep. is, this group is an absolute menace and an absolute problem. And then trading for C.J. Gardner-Johnson, you got your trash-talking DB that can just wreak havoc back there. Like, okay, this group, and this completely from the outside, not trying to play analyst uh, and pretend that I watched a ton of the Eagles games. But uh, there in about the middle of the season, started looking at their depth chart. It's like, now I can see why they're pretty good. Like, I know all of these players. I've heard of all these players. Yep. They all had high upside, and they're getting the most out of them uh, with that defensive front there. But uh, let's look, move forward to this third key matchup. Trevor, what are you what are you looking at for this one? Chiefs young defensive backs, right? Showed up in mm. a huge way against the Cincinnati Bengals. And so this is just from the Bengals game. I looked up some numbers from the championship game. Joshua Williams, 74.5 coverage grade on 44 coverage snaps. That's good. Trent McDuffie, 66.6 coverage grade. Now, I want people to realize, like, a 66.6 grade, people will go back to kind of like how school was when they graded, and they're like, oh, 65, that's like a D. Like, that's not very good. No, no. like it, it, anywhere around 65 is kind of average play. It's like expected play. So the grading's a little bit different than it was back in school. So just so people get a feel for it. Trent McDuffie got a 66.6 coverage grade on 45 snaps. I think he played well. He had the dropped interception, but he, he, he was making his uh, presence known all game long. He did give up 10 receptions for 96 total yards. Uh, and four first downs. That's why the grade was a little bit lower than it should have been. But you saw the high-end performance that was there. He almost had the takeaway. And so I really liked how he was able to step up in the postseason. And then Brian Cook as well, right? The guy who had an unbelievable forced incompletion that turned into an interception for Joshua Williams, a 64.3 coverage grade himself from 23 coverage snaps. But what I love the most about these young DBs, they weren't scared. When the moment came for them to make a play, they were in position at least to make it. I know McDuffie didn't come away with the interception when maybe he could have, but you know when Brian Cook's in that situation where T. Higgins doing a little bit of a double move on you, you flip the hips, you get down there, you track the ball, and you bat it so well that you get Joshua Williams to come down with it and you get an interception and a turnover that's confidence man and Tony Romo said this on the broadcast and I totally agreed with him by the time you get to this point in the season you're not rookies anymore you're one-year mm -hmm. pros you've had a full season you, you can't just sit here and say well he's a rookie he's learning no especially for a lot of these guys that the Chiefs have had that have occurred a lot of snaps already this year you are one-year pros. You are one year into your NFL season. You know, you're playing more than rookies are whose season ended before the postseason that I guess they would call now no longer rookies. So that's yeah. a good way to look at it. They're continuing to gain that confidence with their experience, and I really do think those young defensive backs are going to once again have to play a massive role because you got A.J. Brown, you got Devontae Smith, you got Dallas Goddard, right? You've got all these guys that Philly is very confident in going to. You know, even yeah. if you think – a couple of these players, you know, like let's say Trent McDuffie, let's let's say he's got a really good rep early on against Devontae Smith and he's hip to hip with him. Well, Jalen Hurts has already shown that he doesn't care. Sometimes when you're locked in with that wide receiver, he's going to throw the ball up there and he's going to trust his guy. Then at that point, it's not about the fact that you play good coverage. Now you got to go make a play on the ball too. So all of those situations are going to come up and that's going to be a fascinating matchup to watch how those young defensive backs go up against an aggressive and confident passing game for Philly. I love that you bring up the young defensive backs because I was just having this conversation uh, with Kent and Tucker when we were out in Las Vegas talking about roster composition, talking about the draft. Because um, we had some time after, you know, they win and you get all excited about that. They talk about it for a couple of days and then you start thinking about the draft. 
right that <laughs> in free agency and all that and that roster composition and building it out it's like okay the chiefs they're gonna add you know some young de- or add some defensive backs bring in some corners you can never have enough corners it's like they don't need it's like are they gonna sign a veteran corner in free agency like they don't need to so now these second year players are going to be considered the vet air quote veterans because you don't necessarily have to go spend money on a position where you have so much experience and so much value, so many snaps that have been played by these rookie cornerbacks that it's like, just draft a few more, <laughs> just draft right. some young guys uh, to try to mix in and, and compete with these dudes. Uh, but yeah, when you've got Jalen Watson, Josh Williams and Trent McDuffie, and then you got Nazi Johnson who played a lot of special teams, got on the field a lot as a rookie, just at the cornerback position, it's like, what do they? Do you really need to go out and spend a lot of money in free agency to sign somebody outside of taking care of your own guy? Obviously, Legarius Need should get paid. Uh, I'm excited, hopefully, to see that this offseason. But uh, man, as you talk about roster composition, getting ready for the draft, it's like when you nail about three corners <laughs> in one draft, huge. like you're it's huge. It because it's such an expensive to go out there uh, position to go out there and get. So yeah, absolutely huge for the Kansas City Chiefs. I know it's super early. Going to ask you again next week, Trevor. I always end the shows asking you this i got one final question at the end but yeah how do you see this playing out how do you as we sit here today and i'll give you this this out here because without knowing the chief's health that could drastically change things if Kadarius tony juju smith schuster mccall hardman sure. those guys can't play it's it's that's going to be an uphill battle um in general to go the chiefs pieced it together at the end they got it done but um this is gonna be the best game they have to play all year and you don't know if they're gonna have all their dudes yet yeah, uh, with a week that I still have to change my answer potentially, it feels like it's ring number two from Mahomes. Like it there just if it, it, it feels like it's time for ring number two for Patrick Mahomes. Uh, I didn't get to read off his stat, but was unbelievably impressed by how Patrick Mahomes played on third and fourth down against the Bengals. Now, like you said, a lot of trash talk in that game, a lot of emotion. You know, he's Burrowhead nickname that they had to get over, and and Mahomes obviously <laughs> wanting to make sure that everybody knew once that that it was his house and that he's still the top dog at quarterback and all that. So we know that when he's been backed into a corner, he's absolutely shown up in the best way possible. But I, it was just, man, if he. If he blinked one time, it felt like, (laughs) on any of those third and fourth downs, Bengals probably win that game. And he didn't. None of them. Back against the wall, whether it was first down throw conversions, the the crazy touchdown throw where he stepped up and hit it over the middle to MBS. Like, I just, those those are the kinds of things where it feels, I, I love this Eagles team. They're so much fun. The Chiefs team is fun as well. But like, it, it feels like, we're on our way to ring number two for Patrick Mahomes this year. So I, if I, I would say that if I had to put some money on the line right now, I'd be putting it on the Kansas State Chiefs. Trevor, I know we talked about this earlier in the year uh, as far as like the PFF grades and Patrick Mahomes. And you said yes. so yourself that it's not a perfect system and that there are things that he is doing that is unconventional to the way that we have always studied and graded quarterbacks, uh, throwing back across their body, throwing back across the middle, like all those mm-hmm. things. Um, and I'm not going to pretend to know how uh, all the grades work out, but I do respect you. I love your work. I know um, there's a lot of phenomenal people at PFF that put this stuff together. And I use the numbers. We all use the numbers. But every once in a while when things like this come out, it just makes us pause like, how did Joe Burrow get graded higher than Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, I, I think it comes down to, you know, the way that, that, that Burrow plays and the at least the way that those throws 
the the results that they had. Like for example, like look at the T Higgins touchdown, right? Un, it was great ball yeah. placement, but like he's almost double double covered. So if that throw goes yeah. any other way, it's probably almost a turnover worthy play for him. The same thing mm-hmm. with the Jamar Chase throw, right? He throws in a double coverage. He throws it kind of short. Jamar Chase makes an unbelievable play. It comes out to a big time throw. It almost could have been a turnover worthy play. So look, I, I I watched the grade, and there are plenty of times where I'll look at our grades and I'll be like, eh, I probably would have graded that a little bit differently. I definitely thought that Mahomes' performance was better than Burrow's, but I do think that Burrow also had a fantastic performance. Like, I think that Mahomes mm-hmm. should have been graded higher because his performance was better, especially in a lot of those third down, fourth down situations. But don't act like Burrow. I, I don't want people out there to act like Burrow's ball placement wasn't crazy on some of these throws because it absolutely yeah. was. Now, he should have been dinged, I think, a couple of throws for more turnover-worthy plays than we gave him for. And mm-hmm. I think that just the way that Burrow operates with – having Chase and having Higgins be able to come down with a lot of these passes, especially hitting over the middle quite a bit, being able to keep the completion percentage up a lot. Like that just helps him overall. Whereas Mahomes, you and I have talked about this before. It's almost like, it's almost like the, a grading system can't exactly quantify like how mind bending his success is, <laughs> like what exactly he is doing and how well he is putting it out there. So um, yeah. I just think that Burrow has, has obviously graded out in our system really, really well this past year. And I think it has a lot to do with how methodical their offense is. And of course, like how often Higgins and Chase have come down with a lot of these throws that are kind of almost coin flip. Like I said, like if they don't yeah. come down with it, if it goes a different way, could it be a different? Could it be a turnover-worthy play instead of a big-time throw? And I just feel like more times than not, uh, these guys have been able to come down with these throws. It's an important part of playing the quarterback position. But um, yeah, yeah I, I, I understand why people weren't happy about it. I feel like Mahomes' performance was better than Burrow's. But when yeah. it comes down to the just the nuances of the grades, I, I, I would have gone with Mahomes uh, being a little bit higher than Burrow in that, that game. And and I'm not. I'm on your side in that I think that there's, let me see if I articulate this correctly to to wrap this show up. I think that there's a very simple way to look at it and say, objectively looking at the numbers that he grades out better, but we can look back and be like, obviously Patrick Mahomes went, I mean, adding the context of the ankle and the way in which he's running to his right and throwing back to his left, where Mm -hmm. you grade the play, you can't grade it based on style and creativity. You grade it based on the result kind of way in an objective manner so in that way i understand why sometimes the grades versus the eye test won't always match Mm -hmm. and so this one i think just caught chief's kingdom because of the burrow head and because of all the other context it was like no like how can you possibly think this but uh, i get the objective uh standard there standard that way plus it always gives us something to talk about and talk about Mahomes in a different way and how what he's doing is so special hopefully uh, he's a little bit more mobile because he's going to need to be against this Eagles pass for us for all the reasons that you brought up. And it's going to be a fantastic matchup. Looking forward to breaking it down for the next week or so. And Trevor, we will chat with you next Friday, maybe get some thought, some quick thoughts next Friday. Not that our fans are going to care two days before the Super Bowl, but I want to get your thoughts next week on what you saw down there at the Senior Bowl and who stood out to you uh, with some names that uh, Chiefs fans might hear as we get closer to the draft. But Trevor, man, always appreciate it. And uh, safe travels. And Chiefs Kingdom will have more content coming up for you here at KC Sports Network. Uh, A lot of shows, a lot of cool things we have coming up. Appreciate you all for listening. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. 
Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.